yoga teachers, mindfulness leaders, and energy workers. Are you ready to stop side hustling and start making an income doing what you love? Welcome to the Marketing Off The Mat Podcast. Each week, your host, Jessica Cross, dives into conversations with successful creatives in wellness, business, marketing, and more to uncover practical methods to take your business from A to B and have some fun along the way. Grab some tea and pull up a seat. Let's dive into this episode. Welcome back to the show. It's Jessica. So glad that you're here. And this is Marketing Off the Mat. We have a really wonderful episode today. And we're talking about leaving the professional world, corporate world, and going into a yoga business. And I'm joined with Colin Vorsborough today. You're going to love her. We talk all about her career in the medical field, putting herself through school, knowing that there was something more for her feeling burnt out and invigorated and everything in between and how she took her business on the road and is living in an incredible Costa Rica, teaching her teacher trainings. And she is generous. She shares behind the lens on the beautiful, the not so pretty and everything in between when it comes to leading her yoga business. And she just tells it like it is, which I absolutely love. So without further ado, Let's check out this episode with Colin. Hey, Colin, how are you? Hey, Jessica, I'm really good. Thanks for having me. How are you? Oh, I'm great. Of course. Thank you for being here. I'm just so excited to to kind of dive into this chat today. So I really appreciate your time. Yeah, amazing. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here and share like all your. Yeah, this is all so perfect. Like, yeah. I'm just, uh, listeners can't see me, obviously, or you, but I'm just like rubbing my hands back and forth yeah. because I'm like so excited. <laughs> Good yeah. stuff. So I know we heard a little bit about you in the intro, but I'm sure that just barely scratches the surface. So tell us a little bit more about yourself, about your yoga journey, and how that brought you to today. Okay, great. Um, yeah, I this is it's such a thing, right? In yoga, sharing your story. And I'm always like, where does the story begin? And right. I mean, it really begins from birth. Um, and we'd be here all day. So um, <laughs> I, I found yoga myself, I was living in northern British Columbia, Canada. And um, I, I found yoga just kind of like there was a video in the local store um and it was Rodney Yee <laughs> and I I bought it because I thought well what is this yoga thing and and I took it home I'd heard about it but there was no yoga in the town that I was at there was no yoga that was like anywhere close I think Vancouver was the closest it was like eight hours away anyway so bought the video loved it and online shopping back in the day was like ordering through the Sears catalog <laughs> so I found after I did some yoga with Rodney I found like more videos on Gaiam and I like would order those in uh through Sears and I just I fell in love with it I practiced it all the time I like subsequently had a child at that time I was 20 um and I was starting my career in the healthcare field So I started as an uncertified homemaker, which means like I would go and clean like people's homes, take them shopping, take care of family, giving them respite. 
And, um, and, and the yoga was really helpful because I was a young mom. It wasn't really planned. Um, and my, my partner husband at the time was working away in camp a lot. So it was like a lot, we bought a farm. It was like a whole thing. Anyways, kept doing that. And, um, I had, I remembered when I was like 18, my dad said, if you go to nursing school, I'll pay for it. Well, I was, I took a year off and then a year was way more than a year. And um, here I am close to 23 and I was serving a lot and I just didn't want to do that being a mom. So I thought uh, I'll become a nurse. And so I did. I started doing a nursing program um, and I loved it and um, continued to upgrade. So carried and then licensed practical nurse. And then, and I did all of this in a rural setting, which allows for a lot more autonomy and a lot more experience. I loved the the ER. Um, and then I moved, I, I wanted more ER, more trauma all the time. Um, and I think that journey was really supported by the amount of yoga that I was doing. Uh, I, I got kids yoga and would do it with my kids. They loved it. And, um, and then we eventually moved to Vancouver to the city so that I could have this trauma all the time. And I continued my, to upgrade. I upgraded to an RN. I did my ER course. Um, and meanwhile, working, I was in the ER the whole time. Um, got to do real like in-person yoga. <laughs> it was so great. And I'd go to studios and everything. And I got a lot of my friends into it as well, because I was just like, loved it. Um, and that's when I had the opportunity to do a yoga teacher training and I'd kind of always thought about it. So I signed up for it and it was at my home studio and it was like in several, I think it was like six months away or something. And in the meantime, I had a situation in the ER where I just, I, I was done. I was not being a kind nurse, not to myself, not to other people. Uh, I was burnt out. I just didn't know what that was at the time. And, um, and so I thought, well, I, what else could I do? I can go to med school. So I applied to got into medical school and then I was shortlisted. They're like, somebody quit and already had the funding. So you can have this spot, but it starts the Monday after my yoga teacher training starts. And so I thought, okay, I'll do, I, I, well, I'll quit. So I call and they're like, no, you can't have your money back. So I thought, well, I'll do both then. So I went into my yoga teacher training. It was like a Friday night. And I'm like, I'm not here to be a teacher. I'm just here to be better at asana. And, um, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to be a doctor. And I know by the end of that weekend, I did not want to be a doctor, (laughs) but I had already, I, I mean, my debt at that moment was $200,000 and, uh, there was like, yeah, I can't imagine telling my family changed my mind. Just just kidding. Yeah. (laughs) Let's just pay this mortgage on nothing. So I remember at the end, it was a part-time teacher training every other weekend for four months. And at the end, I said to my teacher, like, how do I do this? I need to make my minimum as an ER doctor would be $20,000 a month. I need to make $20,000 a month. And she's like, just name a price and then make it. And I was like, I mean, how much do you make? <laughs> and she's like, well, I'm not trying to make $20,000 a month, but I think you can. And so I, I just, I kind of left almost defeated, but like with a little bit of hope. And so I decided I'm just, I'm going to go to med school. I have to. 
I, I raised my family. I continued to work, went to med school and I started to build my yoga business. And it was a couple of years. And then I ran into a business coach by, I was running retreats in Costa Rica by then. Um, and the business coach said, you know, like three months, I'll have you bring in 20 grand. I didn't believe her. Um, but literally I quit nursing three months later. Um, and I was bringing in $20,000 a month. So that, that was the huge shift. I went into full-time teaching yoga. I mean, I, I did the same, I'm still me. So I did a lot of the similar things, put myself out of yoga. Like I was making that much money teaching classes. So, I mean, that, that in a smart way, obviously workshopping all those classes, uh, but that's still, I was doing like 80, hundred hour weeks to make that happen. Oh, yeah. So it was, I, I kind of burnt myself out. And then now, you know, I've, I've shifted into um, what I do now, which is a little bit of everything. Um, and yeah. And so here we are. Oh my goodness. I yeah. just love all the twists and turns of your story. Like that is incredible. Also too, just, um, the, the little glimpses of burnout that you mentioned, thank, by the way, thank you, because we see successful teachers out there, you know, really making a living and we're like, dude, gosh, I feel burnt out. Like, does anyone else feel that way? So it's really humanizing and it creates a lot of connection when people share, you know, peek behind the curtain in that way. So first of all, thank you. But it's interesting how it, you know, you said, I'm still me. It's still kind of showing up in its own way throughout the different versions of you. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh, There was a crazy time of like, well, I really want to do this. And, you know, I had been manifesting Costa Rica for so long, but I had two kids. And then all of a sudden they were like gone. They lived on their own long before they were meant to. I mean, my 16 year old was like, I'm going to party. See you later. And my 18 year old already was like in university. Um, And so I decided, well, I'm just going to sell everything I own and head over to Costa Rica. And I mean, that's been the all the work I did before that has created the success that I have living here now, which is where I'm talking to you from. Oh, gosh. And it looks lovely. (laughs) (laughs) It looks so lovely. So, okay, so you gosh, so you. The, I love that story about the same weekend, that Friday night where you're, you find out that there's a spot in medical school that you've just been, as you said, manifesting and cultivating and dreaming about, and you'd already signed up for teacher training and you're like, well, I guess I'll just do both. And it took what, what for less than 48 hours before you decided you're like, no, I've got to make this a thing. Yeah. Not sure how, but I'm going to make it a thing. Yeah. It's so good. It was difficult to kind of leave because my whole family was very proud. I mean, I was the first one to graduate, let alone attend university, but now I was going to be a doctor. And when, you know, I started thinking about that, it was pretty hard to let everybody know, by the way, I'm just going to not be a doctor. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I think that's really relatable too. If you're, I, I think many people that listen and myself have a professional you know, corporate or, you know, healthcare um, background. And when we start speaking into the world that we want to teach yoga and we want that to be not a hobby, but what we actually get to do every single day, sometimes we get this side eye from some people, (laughs) people that we love, people that love us. And it can be really, really hard um, to encounter those situations. So again, thank you for sharing 
that, you know, it's something that you've also encountered. Yeah. My grandmother was like, did you, did you give this cult all of your money? A cult. <laughs> Gosh. And it's, you know, to the outsider, especially when you're so exuberant, you're like, no, I'm gonna, I love this. Like, I love the people. I love the vibe. And they're like, what did you do? <laughs> How much money did you give? <laughs> are you, are you moving out? Are you moving? Like just all these types of things that come up for people that just can't, um, they can't understand because it doesn't really go into a specific prescribed box that, you know, we see as success, like, you know, becoming a doctor, a nurse, um, you know, working, you know, your corporate job, whatever it is. Yeah. It's really hard for people to understand. Yeah. Yeah. Especially when there's this like mentality, I guess is the word that like yoga teachers are broke. And in order to be spiritual, you have to be broke. And so why would you leave this like amazing pressured ridiculous job um to go be broke and and that I mean that was never my plan I like my things I like my life and I'm not gonna not be a doctor so that I can make a thousand dollars a month teaching yoga classes locally right yeah it doesn't and it just doesn't have to be that way this you know this um starving artist for the lack of a better term, lifestyle that many teachers either are currently living or think that they must, you know, aspiring teachers think that they must live in order to, to be authentic or um, to be, uh, you know, true to the practice. And that's actually not the case at all. Right. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. All right. So you knew you're like, I'm going to make this a thing. So I would say that's, uh, you know, that's an aha moment when you're like, I don't know how, I'm not sure how I'm going to put it together. And this teacher has told me that it's possible, but you know, you're seeing kind of how, how she's living, what her work style is like, what's coming in for her. And you're like, I'm not sure, but for me, I think it's possible. So you sold everything. In, in some sort of sequence, you sold everything, you moved to Costa Rica and here, here you are yeah. thriving as a teacher. So, you know, tell us, tell us a little bit about your business, like what, what's going on for you now that, now that you found yourself in your manifested dream location. Great. Um, yeah. So there, there is, there is a lot of building in there. Um, I think that sometimes the way that things present is like, we see someone in their fame or in their thriving, like it happened overnight. And that overnight, if you really start to look like actors, singers, like <laughs> you will see that this is years and years in the building. So my quit date for nursing was, uh, December the 31st, 2016. And I had been, I finished my teacher training in 2014. So there was a couple of years of building and then now, and then it was like full time and uh, everything kind of led to it. You know, I started teaching retreats in Costa Rica and I just loved it so much here that it was like, eventually that was the thing is that I can hear the waves crashing uh, from my open bedroom window and it's warm all the time because I'm from Canada, right? So it's warm all the time is like a dream uh, for me. And now I, I mean, I still am me. So I run teacher trainings and retreats. I don't really teach public classes anymore. Once in a while, just to stay up on the skills. Um, that doesn't mean I don't teach classes because I run yoga teacher trainings and retreats all the time. So I do teach on a regular basis. 
And the thing that I've noticed is like the more the retreats are, they're 21 days, they're 12 to 15 hours per day. Um, and what I am, what I can do is just see like one after the other, after the other, and then do a retreat and then do another teacher training and then run home to see my kids and then come back. And then, you know, I, I have a pretty packed schedule and that's something that I'm still working on is like slowing my role a little bit in the amount of teaching. And so in that, it's really hard to say no, because I do believe like overall is this mentality of like broke and take work when you've got it and don't say no to anything. So I can happily report that I said no to a teacher training in August, July, August. Uh, and that's the first time I've said no to work as I transition from working for other people into my own business. Like I've always had my own business. And, you know, I think in marketing, one of the hardest things to do is get clients, right? Get people to sign up for your six to $10,000 teacher training abroad with all these other expenses. So where do the clients come from? And so when I, I've, I've had so many failures and I like that fail fast piece because failure nor success is ever final. And so I've had so many times where I'm like, okay, I'm going to run this teacher training. We're going to have 20 people. And I'm like, okay, I'm not going to run it. <laughs> There's nobody signed up. Uh, that's not the case any longer, uh, which I'm really happy for. And that's the buildup that's kind of happened over this time is getting to be known, uh, networking. And it's a, it's a small but a big community out here. So it, I do attribute a lot of my success to the business that I built back home because a lot of those people still come to see me over here now. That's, yeah. uh, that's really generous, by the way, is I, I like what you said, you know, you know, failure and success are not ever final. Um, it, it can, it can feel really, um, you know, almost this big, almost big push to continue. Um, especially like when you're, you're kind of hitting, um, these points where you're getting known and people are you know talking about your trainings and the incredible experiences that they're having. And, you know, more and more people are coming to you. And I love, I love what you said that you're celebrating the fact that you said no, which I could, Oh, I just could so relate to, by the way, <laughs> it's, I think it's, um, uh, you know, you know, potentially as, you know, humans that are socialized as women, maybe even harder to say no when people are, you know, saying here, we're going to give you everything you want money wise and yeah. success wise, and you're having to choose yourself yeah. and the rest or, you know, plans or whatever else that you had planned on, on your plate instead. That's so tough. And I'm glad that you, that you're making those choices. Thank you. That's yeah, it can it can be hard in the beginning, right? Because it's like that in the offerings, that's you you want to be successful. Or for me, I like to speak from a place of I I want to be successful, and therefore, if like if there's just a couple people that are coming, I still want to run it so that it like works out. But then when I when I talk to my business coach, like I'm not even making five dollars an hour, and like how is this going to help? And um, it just I I felt so like I have to take everything. I have to make this work. And then it's funny because all of the experienced people have always told me, like, just like settle down a little bit. Don't say yes to everything. You're going to burn yourself out. And yet here I am like offering the same to people now that I work with. Like if your day off is Friday, 
and someone says that they can only do Friday, just then send them to somebody who's teaching on a Friday because that's your day off. But like, I get it because I've been the, I don't, but I need the money <laughs> at the same time. But like, I need my mental health is what I'm starting to really connect with. Ooh, yeah, that's so yeah. good. It's, it's, uh, I think too, when we work for ourselves, uh, gosh, what's that saying? It's like, I, I stopped working eight to five Monday through Friday so I could work Sunday to Sunday, 24 <laughs> yes. hours a day or something like that as an entrepreneur. It's so easy because it, especially even now in the digital age that we live yeah. in, it's like, you can work as much wherever you are as often as you want. And it's really easy to say, um, oh, well, it's just this Friday that I'm giving up for that meeting and that it becomes, well, that's an on day for me now. And then you look back and you're like, I haven't had a day off in months. It's so easy. It's a, it's a really quick slide yeah. into burnout like that. Yeah, for sure. Mm. Okay. So I would say, you know, maybe what I was about to ask you about your keys to success and thriving, and I'm going to guess maybe saying no is, is starting to be, or is, you know, one of your key pillars, but what other key points of success have been uh, kind of a guiding light for you as, as building, as building a successful business and that you are? Those are, they're great questions because it's like, I would say, so I, and I hear it now, I just feel like I am a repeater of my mentors because when I first started, you know, they would say like, find somebody that is doing what you want to do and work with them. And so in my mind though, at the time it was like, yeah, sure. So I could spend my money that I don't have. <laughs> and, uh, and then I, I have done both. I have hired a mentor that is where I want to be um, and spent the money. And I've also, you know, grinded trying to figure out the trial and error of doing it on my own. And I just know that the experience is like finding a mentor that is where I want to be. And that's the other piece is like not having faith. Money is energy and energy is everything. And I know it's said all the time and I've really started to like connect this on a deeper level. Like it, it really is. And if I'm just like outputting energy all the time because I'm trying to save money, I'm, I'm not balanced in any way. So what else am I gonna, going to attract other than the opposite? So I would say definitely success has, I, I can attribute to having a mentor that practices what she preaches and is exactly or very close to where I want to be. I would say discipline, our thought boss is like so important. Discipline also means not overworking. You know, I've always like, I've got this one. Top us is my thing. I can work 28 hours a day. And what I've realized is like, actually, the top us is saying no. The top us is like having faith. The, the top us goes both ways. And it's finding this place in the middle. Because I, I, I truly believe that, like, spoiler alert, yoga is balance. Right? And in order for us to have balance, we have to be present. And when I'm busy, I'm not present. And when I'm present, I'm in flow. And when I'm in flow, everything happens just as, as I want or need it to. Uh, sometimes not want, but need. <laughs> and I don't know that till later. Right. Um, 
So like the tapas is really important and balance is, is definitely a part having, I've found that self-care takes so much time. Like uh, why is something so good for you? Why does it take so much time when I've got like so much other stuff to do? And yet if I focus on the other stuff and I don't like put the oxygen mask on myself, then, you know, I go unconscious and I can't help anybody. And I've had that where, you know, I had a teacher training. I did a th- my first 300 hour all by myself in person four weeks. And um, I hadn't been taking care of myself. My grandma died while I was in retreat and I couldn't leave. Like I told everybody if she dies, I can't leave. Um, my daughter got in a car accident with my car, totaled my car. Like there was all these things happening at home and I was burnt out. And, um, and so here I am now working 16 hours a day for 28 days straight. And, um, I, I just didn't have the capacity to show up. And so I remember I had, I had trouble and my intention for the retreat was to not care so much about what people think of me. And so, of course, in my head, that meant that like lightning would strike me and I would be enlightened and everything would be figured out. And I just wouldn't care what people thought of me anymore. But uh, God or the universe had a different plan. Like, no, you want to learn patience. You're going to stand in a bunch of lineups. So I had some students that didn't quite agree with my style of teaching. And I I didn't have the capacity to to hold the space there in a, in a, the most professional way probably the worst training ever. <laughs> I've done over 130 now, so I can be kind with myself as well in the self-care aspect of things. Um, <laughs> and I really saw, like, I can't hold this space if I, 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 I swore, I called them children. Like, I didn't show up in the best way that I possibly can. And I think that, like, that doesn't just go away either. And it's like my reputation, this is what I do for a living. And if I'm not taking care of myself, then I'm I'm literally just like sinking my own ship. And I would say those are pretty important. So like balance, having a mentor and self-care uh, and your own tapas or discipline, which means that you're going to take care of yourself, period. There's no excuse, no not doing it, <laughs> not doing too much. <laughs> I don't know how you knew, but I pretty much needed to hear all of these things today. Okay. <laughs> so good. Yeah. These are just incredible keys. Um, man, I think, uh, I think we can learn a lot too from your story about, you know, being in, in a container, um, for which, you know, you've been working, you know, many weeks and months to probably arrive to, to prepare for this 300 hour first time in person four weeks in person is really intense. Um, I got chills just thinking about that (laughs) by Um, myself, by yourself. No, like no backup. Um, man, that's, that's really a really, really intense container and, you know, kind of arriving with, you know, all of the things, you know, just as a, you know, basically as a human, like these things happen. Unfortunately, we lose people, tragedy happens, scary things happen to our families. Um, you know, especially probably as yogis. I don't, I'm not sure if that's true or not, but it feels that way sometimes. Um, and just how you were saying how, um, you know, how that kind of uh, shined a light on your, your current state and your inability to hold the space and how much you learned from that experience. That's really valuable. Yeah. Thank you. It didn't feel like it at the moment. Of course not. (laughs) (laughs) I can 
do it at the end now I can see and even I was practicing throughout like I'm really grateful for because there were still people that were happy to be there it was you know just like a couple people that weren't happy with silence which was surprising to me since this is a teacher training but I really felt like it's for me life happens for me and I asked for this thing and here it is and I don't like it (laughs) so uh, this is the practice what you preach thing I I just to me, it's so important that those that I work with are, and I call that being an integrity, that if if I'm just like spewing out there, oh, take care of yourself, oh, come to a yoga retreat, oh, do teacher training, oh, do this, oh, do that, blah, 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 and then I'm not taking care of myself, then who, like, who am I? I'm, it's not cool, and I can't teach from an authentic place either. I'm teaching from my ego then to other people's egos, because that's the only way that we can really do that, so if I can check myself, and I, I really do believe like yoga is, it's not just something I practice. It's not asana. It's not some studio practice. I don't just teach teacher trainings because I have the cookie cutter curriculum. Like I live this yoga is my, I mean, originally it was a religion. So if we can even call it that, this is my life. Yeah, I'm, I'm yoked. It's in there. It's all union. Um, and I'm not perfect. And I think that's really like, the basis of the trainings is like to keep practicing because there's not just some time you turn around and it's all figured out. I'm some enlightened, I'm Jesus. You know, I would love to be Buddha, but I'm not. (laughs) (laughs) And I I mean, yeah, same. That would be so cool just to finally reach, reach this like Nirvana that we, we all seek. And, uh, you know, at the same time it being, as you said, your life, you know, it's a householder practice. Yeah. We are meant to, you know, not, you know, shy away on, you know, into a mountain and, you know, meditate in a cave, but we're, you know, we're meant to be in, in relationship with other humans, in relationship with the world and, you know, taking the, the yoked part of our practice along with every single piece of those interactions and as we move through life. So I think it's, you know, arguably harder. Yeah, fair. (laughs) So good. So good. Okay, so I want to steer us a little bit towards, you know, for folks that are listening, who, you know, we have a lot of, we all have a lot of teachers who listen, we have a lot of aspiring teachers who listen as well. And, you know, one of the questions that I get often is, you know, do you think that it's possible to start in yoga today as a business owner? And, um, or, or do you think that the, the market is, you know, flooded you know, so to speak, as we kind of hear, um, and, you know, various, you know, yoga business circles. So I'd, I'd love your take on that call. And like, what, what do you think? <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Jessica. I think it's, it's a question that I'm asked all the time in teacher training. I do like, I love business of yoga. So I do this really, we spend a whole day, even though we can spend way more time. Um, and this is the thing I hear from other teachers. I heard it when I was coming in, it's a saturated market. You're never going to make it $20,000 a month. Like people scoffed at me. And that's a regular income and sometimes more and way more. And um, I I remember thinking like, what am I thinking? I'm a nurse. I'm about to be a doctor. Like this is ridiculous. Now I must say that I think that our experience, my experience prior to becoming a full-time yoga teacher was the medical field. So I know quite a bit about anatomy. I know a lot about the chronic disease process. I know a lot about the body. I know a lot about um, preventative medicine. Like if you don't want all of these problems then don't get them, that's the best way to deal with it. And so 
what I didn't just like leave that world behind. I've brought that world into this world. I've bridged the worlds. And the way that I understand the more that I continue to practice this, I have recognized the beauty of like the med- the science of yoga 10,000 years ago to the medicine of nowadays. So saturated, sure, because that means there's a ton of people out there trying to make it as a yoga teacher, because they hear these, you can do whatever you want. I appreciate that lots of people think it's saturated because then they don't like full on dive into it. And the, um, the competition, I say that with air quotes is less because they don't fully dive into it. So they've always got this plan B. Remember listening to Howard Stern of all people, like quite a while ago, talking to Ed Sheeran, And he said, as long as you have a plan B, your plan A will never work, which is why I quit my plan B. I, because I had to, and that was it. And the success is what followed. So I, I I think that we all have our own flavor of yoga, you know, in the medicine world, they talk about like, what's your medicine. And in the yoga world, I talk about what's your yoga because Sutra 1.1 now yoga. And then all the other sutras, all 195 are all just explaining what the first sutra meant. It yoga is everything. It's, it's everything. And so your life up to now or my life up to now has created what where I come from. And I think that that, you know, is there one book in the world that everybody reads? No, because it would be whatever the Bible or or the sutras or the Vedas or the Upanishads like that would be great. No, it, there's so many people out there writing books. There's so many people out there sharing this message. And it's because not everybody speaks the same language. And I mean that like both literally and like on an energetic level. So whatever somebody has to teach, I think it's valid and important. And where your your focus goes, your energy grows. So if they have this faith, and, and I mean, that goes back to some of the, the earlier texts um, that teach you this, but if you have faith and, and you believe and you know, and you just like, there's no plan B, it's only plan A and there's nothing else, then there is nothing else. Like that is the truth. That's what you're going to have. And I would say that most of us have such a fear mentality. So let's look at the kleshas, right? We suffer because... If we don't know who we truly are, which is love, light, God, all those amazing things, which means that we would just step into flow and do what we're meant to do, our dharma. But we forget because we have an ego, right? So then the ego tells us no, and oh my God, you're going to die. And like, we become attached and averse. And um, and yeah, so I believe that anybody can be successful in yoga. It, it just, it really means like, sure, I can show up and be like, just have faith there's a lot more to that. Like I've just had faith and I've been, I mean, I am, I'm pretty much homeless. I'm a nomad. I do have this condo, but I rent it out a lot. Um, and, and I remember my biggest fear prior was being homeless. And now I'm like, I live this like glorious homeless life where I go from retreat center to retreat center and then have a condo in Costa Rica and, and do all of that. Um, And I've been really low, like literally homeless with no money. Like, what am I going to do kind of on that journey of like, do I go back to nursing or do I really dive in here? And so I can get it because I feel like I've been in the whole gamut of things, which most self business people have.
Yes. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I, I, oh, so, so good. I'm just, I just love your passion on this topic too. Like it just, I, it gets me fired up. I'm so, I just love, I love your answer. And it's, I think you said, said it perfectly. Like we have this fear innately that, you know, something terrible is going to happen. We're going to die immediately if we get rid of our plan B and only focus on plan A. And, you know, mo in most cases, you know, that's not true. Like if we just really, really focus in on, you know, the thing that we feel called to do, like really listen to that, that innate whisper that's saying, no, this thing is for you. We're going to figure this out. Yeah. It happens. That's the piece of manifestation. It's like the words just become such buzzwords, right? And and then we can sell from there. And the piece is like manifestation is real. It's it's moving from thought to form. And if if we are like, if we're not paying attention to this, the idea is you ask for something. So the universe is like, yes, yes, because we're all expressions of the universe, right? And and only ever for our greater good. And so the universe is like, yes, okay, you want a million dollars, babe, I have a million dollars for you. And do you want to know what'll happen if I give you a million dollars, you're going to blow it. So we actually have to get through this thing first that's been preventing you all your life from ever having a million dollars. So boom, your car is going to break down or like, boom, this is going to happen. And then what most of us do is go, oh, oh well, now I can't do that thing because, uh, Poor me. And the idea is like, no, this is exactly what you asked for. It was like, you want a million dollars, but you're not good with money because you have this crappy story about money and this always happens to you and it happened again. But like, can you work through it or are you just going to stay where you are? And so it's like, it's the plan B. No, it's too hard. I, I can't. And I know that's not what we want or what we're thinking, but the ego is like, oh, give up. You're not meant to be a successful yoga teacher. You're meant to be a nurse that hates her life and doesn't take care of herself and never pees. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, ooh, yeah, that's, uh, it's really easy to fall into too. And I, I think, um, you know, you, I, maybe for you, for me, even some days is, you know, I've, I've done similar, like I've left my corporate career and, you know, I said, okay, no more plan B I'm full in. And, you know, the universe has met me in, in many ways, <laughs> many, many ways. Um, it, but it's, there's sometimes there's days where you're like, yeah. oh, did I make the right choice? Like, is, should I have? And then you have to like recommit over and over again. Yeah. Yeah. For big sure. stuff. Yes. <laughs> okay. Well, I feel like I've gotten, and everybody's listening. We've gotten tons of incredible advice from you. Like this has just been incredible already, but I got to ask. So if you've got someone who's listening right now, who is thinking about making the leap, they're ready to say no more plan B, plan A all the way. What's one piece of advice that you could offer them today that would help them finally make that, that leap? I mean, that, that's it. That's an interesting question because I remember when I started working with my coach, she was really big on how I sell. And so the way that I would sell was to really hit somebody's pain point. And it, it just, it's just not my jam anymore. I feel like I definitely like, uh, not tricked, but like kind of pushed people into doing it. Um, I think it, I'll go back to the five clashes. Okay. 
the idea is that we suffer because we misidentify. And so I think what I've learned most over all of this is that I really need to know what self-love truly is. And, um, and, and that I am, I am all those things that I think are thrown out there so easily with love and light. And it's like, yeah, but really you also like drink Starbucks and throw garbage on the ground. Like it's, who are you truly? You are that non-dual aspect of the universe. And when you know that you are, and I don't want to upset people by continuing to say God, I'm pretty comfortable with the word God and what that means to me. Um, and so like, I truly believe that that is it like consciousness overall, I am co-creating with consciousness. I am a part of consciousness. Um, I am expansion. I am love. I am light. I am all those things. And yet for so long, I, I saw everybody else as those and not myself. And I've really learned, I mean, and it's like a daily practice because then I forget because I get stuck in my ego. So honestly, like, just know that like where you want to go, it's that voice inside of you that is scared. It's that voice inside of you. It's like the ego is always like, don't do that. That's the thing to do. <laughs> so if there's all these fears coming up, like, but what if, but what if, but what if that's, that's, you can start to make friends with your ego. And you can start to learn that it's actually guiding you if you start paying attention to it instead of identifying as it. Bob Proctor always says you can step forward into growth or you can step back into fear. And that's it. So if if this is what you want to do, then you need to step forward into growth or you're just stepping back into fear. And both are okay, though. Here's the piece, because what have we learned over time is like we've just learned to beat ourselves up for it. We've decided that maybe we're on the wrong path if we're not doing this thing, but we don't do the thing because it's so scary. And then we beat ourselves up for not doing the thing, right? It's like smokers. They won't quit smoking, but they they try all the time. And then they, I know I shouldn't. And like, don't you think that overall, like if you smoked and loved it, <laughs> it would be healthier than if you smoked and then hated yourself for it the whole time. Like, so same thing, like either move forward or don't, but like, don't be lost in this place of how you suck because you didn't move forward and you're not expressing your dharma here. Like you're never on the wrong path. You're either on your path and maybe going backwards <laughs> and there's the opportunity to step forward into growth. And that opportunity to step into growth is it's a yin yoga practice. It's like getting comfortable with the uncomfortable. That's where the growth lies. Mm. Yeah. So good. <laughs> I'm a ranter. Yeah. I can like I go it. off on no. everything. <laughs> I, I'm in. I'm so in. Like this is great. This is this is really, really great. Okay. So if you're if you're listening right now and you want to hang out with Colin, tell us a little bit more about what you have coming up, Colin. Like what what are the programs that you come have coming up, your teacher trainings, all the wonderful things that we can check out. Sweet. I appreciate that very much, Jessica. And I kind of have like, I kind of have it all. <laughs> so I definitely have like, I have God, I have all of these uh, Yoga Alliance continuing education courses that you actually don't even have to be a yoga teacher to attend. 
Um, so if you're wanting to like, just get to know a little bit more. And sometimes I think that's a great way to, to get to know somebody and trust somebody is take, take a, a $500 course with them instead of a, a $6,000 course and see if they're your teacher. Um, because I do believe when the student is ready, the teacher appears. So anybody that's kind of like, mm, she's cool. What is she offering? I, follow that. So I have uh, the goddess course in January. I have the uh, a meditation teacher training in February. A lot of these are online with live calls. If you want to come to Costa Rica, which I suggest because it's amazing, I do have a retreat happening at the end of February. I believe it's the 27th until the or the 25th to the 1st of March. And then a week after that, I have a, a yoga teacher training coming up that's three weeks. That's March the 11th to the 31st as well. So, I mean, you can go on my website. Kind of everything is there. Follow me on Facebook, but, you know, the social media stuff. Everything's kind of there and accessible get on my email list, all of that. Um, but I kind of always have something going on. I offer coaching for yoga teachers that are ready to create an income. Um, and I have a high success rate, which means I'm also pretty picky about who I work with. It's, it's really important that you are ready to kind of like make the leap. Um, and so if you're not, then we can always have a call and I can support you best way without even a sales call um, with one call <laughs> into moving forward. So I, I kind of have the whole gamut, like whatever you're looking for, I got it. Oh, that's so good. <laughs> we'll include all the links so people Great, can check. You. <laughs> yeah, of course. So people can uh, check you out. And um, yeah, I love that advice to just, you know, take a little piece. Yeah. something and, and get to know Colin and then, you know, see if you want to hang out with her even more. Cause there's always an opportunity. It sounds, it's really yeah. cool. Yeah. Very good. Well, we're so grateful for you being on today. This is a lot of fun and I just can't wait to keep continuing to follow you and see all the wonderful things uh, that you're doing. So thanks again. Yes. Thank you, Jessica. We're just like offering these messages to people. I think it's really important when I was struggling financially, I was just like, oh, I, I need help. And people are like, reach out, reach out. And I'm like, okay, so help me. And then people are like, yeah, for $7,000. And so the the free resources, I think are really important when people are just kind of like, mm, I don't know, or like really struggling and wanting to make a shift. So thank you for what you do as well. It's my pleasure, truly. Yeah. And I get to meet people like you, which is even better. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks again. Yeah, thank you. Uh, thank you, Colin. That was such a wonderful chat. I really enjoyed learning about you and learning from all of the trials and tribulations that you've gone through. It's just so generous. And I felt filled up after listening to that. And I hope that the listeners did too. So thank you again. If you want to hang out with Colin, I 100% recommend it. Go give her a follow on Instagram. She's at friction underscore yoga. That is F-R-I-K-S-H-U-H-N underscore yoga. And then you can also find her on the web at friction.com. And again, that is F-R-K-S-H-U-H-N.com. Definitely go check out the teacher trainings that she has coming up work with her, just hang out with her because you're going to get so much from it. So I'm so glad that we had that chat today. And if you are looking for support in your business, of course, I'm always here for you. I love that marketing off the mat brings us together as 
business owners, as folks that are moving themselves forward so we can support our clients. And if you're interested in working in a one-to-one container, you can always hit me up to talk more about that. It's at jessicacross.co on Instagram. And I hope that you have a beautiful rest of your day and keep showing up for your business. We'll catch you on the next show. Thanks for listening to the Marketing Off the Mat podcast and give yourself some gratitude for taking action in your wellness business journey. Please share this episode with someone you know who could use a fresh dose of inspiration. And we'd be thrilled if you would rate, review, and subscribe to Marketing Off the Mat on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Want to share an idea with Jessica? DM her at jessicacross.co on Instagram to continue the conversation or find out how she can help you take the next right step in your business. Until next time, stay inspired and keep showing up.